right? What's going on? Been drinking, been watching. Shut up about it. Shut up about Shut it. Up about it. I'm talking. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the web. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Benjamin Redo. Re- 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 redo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. We're back. Um, what movie are we doing tonight? Ah, uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's uh, it's happening. Uh, it's happening, guys. Uh, you say it with such a scuff. It, no, no, a good scuff. It's like, you know, it's a trudge to get through. It's a trudge to get through? A little it's bit. A it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. It's heavy. Why? Because it's so such a good movie and you're afraid of fucking it up? No. I don't think it's scary at all. Well, I don't know. I think it's scary because you hop into her perspective, Jodie Foster. I mean, let's go right off the rip. This is what I'm talking about. It's like the way that they film this. You just get a sense of what she's going through and like... Hannibal Lecter and like dealing with these psychopaths and then coming across uh, James. It was, it was Mindhunter. Mind it was Mindhunter before Mindhunter. Before Mindhunter, you had Silence of the Lambs and you were happy with it. First thing I learned about this movie was Jodie Foster is so fucking short. She's, she's tiny. So fucking short. <laughs> she's a fucking tiny little she's lady. She's a tiny person. That's uh, true. I think she's five four. When she was running through, I was like. Okay, all right, here we go. When she steps into the elevator with all the other people, like, on Huge. the way off to go see Jack Crawford, you're like, what the fuck? Looking up to everybody. fucking tiny. She's a it, tiny little lady. And one of the first things that we're presented with is that it's such an issue for everybody that she's a woman. It mm. really oh my is. God. You know, what? Like, really like, I don't even want to say an issue, but it's almost like it's almost like slapstick how they're kind of using that to be like, oh, like, what's this little yeah, like, what are you doing here? Like, like, and then he's like, oh, where are you staying? Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. what year did you, this movie come out? Ninety one. Yes. Was the FBI that misogynistic? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! No wonder we didn't like remember. It's just ridiculous. It's over the top. It's kind of ridiculous. Because sometimes in movies like that, never to excuse it, but sometimes in movies like this, you just attribute it to the time they they went overboard in this movie. Like they made it so present. In the first yeah. 10 minutes that it was, was she the first woman to ever interrogate like, a criminal? Like, <laughs> it's 1991. Like, uh, right, like, this is only 30 years ago, like, and we're having this conversation. You're like, telling me the FBI was that misogynistic from the uh, very beginning? Like, I, Apparently, I believe it, but. apparently, when they were making this movie, the FBI came out in full support, like gave them access to research, and apparently they said they used it as a recruiting tool down the line for <laughs> female They're candidates. Like, See, we have them. Yes. I doubt it. I don't doubt it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. So let's talk about this for a second. You know, uh, they hold cut- on. Do we want to go through uh, do the formalities? Yeah, let's, let's get it. Let's get our ooh, things ooh. out of the way. Yeah, let's do that. We got some things to get out of the way. Right. Okay. So here's your synopsis. A young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to help catch another serial killer, a madman who skins his victims. He was a madman, a desperate, a desperate fool at the end of his pitiful rope. Describe him. <laughs> madman, Your Honor. No, I'm sick too, kind of gangly. Uh, all right, facts. Who's gonna time me on the facts? I'll I time, got the facts. I'll time you on the facts. Ace. Got some facts you want time me? Yeah. yeah. You yeah, got yeah, the timer. All right. all right, so we're going. All right, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Go. Silence of the Lambs is the third movie to ever win the big five Oscars. Best picture, actor, actress, director, and screenplay. The rights for Hannibal Lecter were given away for free. Gene Hackman was originally meant to direct and star in the movie. Sean Connery was the first choice for Dr. Lecter, but he found the script revolting. Anthony Hopkins took inspiration from Aubrey Hepburn, Truman Capote, and Howe from 2001 Space Odyssey for the mannerisms of Hannibal Lecter. 
The choice for Hannibal Lecter to mock Clarice with the Southern accent was improvised on the day. Jodie Foster felt personally attacked, and her response in the film was genuine. The quote, hello, Clarice, was never actually spoken in the film. The line is actually, good evening, Clarice. Buffalo Bill scene was never, the Buffalo Bill dance scene was never actually written in the screenplay, but it was in the book. Ted Levine, who played Buffalo Bill, advocated for the scene to go back to highlight how demented the character was. He also needed to take a few shots before the scene. The budget for this movie was $19 million and recouped that in the first weekend. Jodie Foster was actually terrified of Anthony Hopkins and avoided him at all costs, except when they were Dan, in the stop. Together. 10. You got 10. Hey, those, were good, those were good facts. Those yeah. are good facts. Do you also, mind? based on the book of the same title. Can you can you open those back up? I want to. I think it was your second one in. That one confused me. Um, the rights for Hannibal Lecter were given away for free. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So I guess the character Hannibal Lecter, they had its own rights to that. So there's so, so there's. So I heard a little bit about that, and I think I think part of why the rights were given away for free were because one of the movie the movie that was made before this, I think it's called Manhunt. Manhunter. Uh, Manhunter did huh. tanked so badly at the box office and right. did not get anywhere close to their budget back right. that I think that's why the rights to the character were given away for free. Ah. Right. So, so they could do whatever they wanted with the character, and it just so happens that he wanted to make the actual book. Because the Red Dragon book was the first one to come out in the series of Hannibal stories. Yes. And yeah, it's like um, yeah. it's Hannibal Rising. I think Hannibal Rising was the first one. The first no, book. no, no. You're talking chronologically. He's talking about the, the order in which novels. the books. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, the gotcha. Yeah. Novels that this universe is uh, made. It was Red Jack Dragon Hoffman. first. Red Dragon was the first one with Will Graham. He yep. was the first guy to put Hannibal in jail. And That's then, why Hannibal's in jail in Silence of the Lambs. And then Silence ah. of the Lambs explores mm -hmm. the next chapter. Silence of the Lambs is the next chapter with Clarice, and uh, it's never explained in the actual movie. But in the book, they talk about Will Graham because he was another one of Jack Crawford's like protégés. Mm -hmm. And the last time anybody fucked with Hannibal Lecter, it drove the guy mad, mm -hmm. Will Graham. Drove well, him fucking crazy and almost got him killed. Will Graham's an interesting character because uh, he... Keep going, keep going. Uh, Will Graham's an interesting character because think about it. He was Dr. Lecter's patient before right. uh, he, he found out and... Clarice comes in as, you know, an interrogator and then kind of ends up being a patient. In a way, yeah. And that's kind of what he does. He That's one of Hannibal Lecter's MOs is that he turns everybody he talks to into a patient. Mm. Because what he's trying to do, and like this comes out in the movie, Hannibal Lecter feeds off pain. Like, I, I wonder too, I do wonder, it's like, does he eat the people because the people are the vessels of pain? Because mm. existence is like suffering in a way. And he extracts that suffering from the people. And he feels like, all right, well, that that suffering and that pain must exist in the body. And, like, that must be so good to consume, like, I, like as a crazy person would think. Almost feels like it's the last-ditch effort. Like, I feel like he only does it to people that he gets every ounce of pain out of their brain. Well, like, I think he gets it out of people who he's bored with. Sure. Like, I feel like he gets, like, I think, I really do think or, or or out of boredom of the person or egregiously offend him as in uh i think it was the beginning of red dragon he ends up feeding the oboe player to a guest of people who come over for dinner that's and, disgusting and the reason he did it, it apparently i i think if i remember correctly it's like in his notes but apparently the reason he did it was because he was like out of tune 
during the orchestra. Well, that's and it was off- and it was offensive to him. Well, no, I, I get I that. Would, I, I get it. I get it, man. Have you heard an out of tune oboe before? It's horrible. Let me ask you: Have you have you had have you had an out of tune oboe player? And I think no, the other question dinner. we need to answer is: Has anybody <laughs> ever enjoyed oboe? <laughs> like once, yes, like once, yes, but only an accompaniment. A while so, ago, so it was a bit. So the one time that you see Hannibal bite someone and attack someone is when he's trying to escape from the uh, in this movie Silence of the Lambs right yes with the movie lambs? we're talking about lambs uh, <laughs> lambs <laughs> the silence of the, the lambs. Of lambs I just want to say before I forget uh, I love the opening credits font I like font it's bold it's good font it it's, just punches you in the face yeah it, it's it's very, very aesthetically pleasing. It contrasts from the entire background too. Correct. Yeah, mm. it stands out. It's uh, it, it makes it places you in in my opinion. It besides the the running around for, for Clarice, but it places you in like this is a not reality, right? This is a story about um about this person Clarice that you're gonna learn more about, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a comic booky, right? Like that. A little bit, that, yeah. You know? I can see that. No. You don't get that from the font? No. What do you get? I feel like it's very black and white. And it's very That is the font's <clears throat> color, yes. It's it <laughs> You're going out on a limb there. <laughs> no, it's very it's very black and white and it's uh procedural. It you know, it's informative. And I think that it serves to quite simply tell you who the players are. Because this whole movie, it brings you facts. Um you know the font feels very nineties. <laughs> okay. When I look at it, the first thing I, th- the, for some reason, the first thing I'm thinking of is Usual Suspects and Rush Hour. Uh, the, the fonts mm. in those are very, very similar. And to kind of bounce off of what Matthew said, it's very much in line with the FBI, mm. which is the first thing that you're seeing. It's very, mm. it, it is, it's black, and, you know, not to be redundant, but it's black and white. It's factual. It's, this is what it is. It almost looks like a report. But at the same time, it does look like, a, this is very interesting. So it does look like a report, but it's also quite big. Um, it, it's it a little, it's, it's, well, it's, the TV's well, a good no, size. well, no, hold on. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. Listen, hear me out because what I'm getting at is the subtleties of what text at the beginning of a movie can do for your experience. She's there's, a very sweaty woman, isn't she? There's, <laughs> she just got done with the course, man. She was. I, I, she just filmed The Accused. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, I get why I like the font because, uh, you know, I have an affinity for the 90s. So. I think this is the first time we've ever spent more than three minutes on font. Just on our podcast. We like font, okay? I like font. I think guys. this is a new section of the pot. Every week we're breaking font down used. the font used uh, in the opening who credits. Who stole the font? Yeah, what was the best font for this one? Uh, so let's, let's kind of hop into where... Um, you know, we don't get a lot of backstory with Foster immediately. All we see is we see her in the office with Crawford. Yeah. Well, first you see her in the in the uh, on the course. Can so I you, you can see that it's like okay, she's alone on the training course. She's not with anybody. She's sweating it out. She's really beasting through this course. She's, she's pushing like, it. She's not showing any sign she's of fault. She's not slacking. And one of the uh, and she is small. You're right. And one of the one of the training officers, the guy that comes to tell him that hey, Jack Crawford needs to see you. Uh, it's very subtle, but he even, like, she runs off. Like, most people would be like, oh, you know, okay. my, my workout's done. I got to go talk to my superior. She bolts it, and you, they linger on him they as do. he watches her. And I thought that was interesting why they did that. And I think the choice was, like, okay, I'm watching, like, Fly Fly. 
She's going. She's well, getting to do something. She's, she also, she's getting recognized. Well, people are recognizing her, and that's something that recurs throughout the movie, um, is the way that people look at Clarice. Mm -hmm. Like, think about the way, like, especially in all those close-ups, the way that Jack Crawford looks at Clarice versus the close-ups where Hannibal Lecter is looking at Clarice, Clarice versus the uh, the guy in the moth, uh, the guy with the eyes that cross. Yeah. When, 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 when she oh, goes, oh, yeah. no, when she goes to learn about the moths, she goes to see these kind of two yeah, nerdy yeah. guys playing with the bugs. And when, <laughs> and when he's, and when he's looking at her, it, his eyes are crossed and she's like, are you flirting with time. me? And he's like, yeah. Yes. So it's this interesting visual motif that they consistently come back to in this movie where it's people watching Clarice. Eyes are that, on her. Clarice is also like from the very beginning trying to prove herself. Yeah, right? 100%. And she is, she's beasting on the course. Then she gets told to to go to, um, you know, go and, and to check in with this person, right? Yeah. She runs there, like Matt said. Yep. Um, you, she gets on the elevator. It's a bunch of uh, six foot seven uh, red, red, shirted. red shirted dudes uh, that completely show the, 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 the change of like, she's five foot or whatever yeah you know it's and she gets down there and she does not back down right it's to it's back down from getting in the elevator <laughs> no but she definitely stands strong well, even with um she stands well, tall wherever she is right and, sure and she does not back down from I, a it's like an intimidating situation walking so it's in on overwhelming. That it's it's a lot of tall people whole, with red shirts the whole backdrop of everything for her is overwhelming like right. even because the one time that they do use the little bit further angle shots, she's always in, there, there's high vaulted ceilings. Like, she's always mm. surrounded she's by. She's small in the she's frame. she's by herself. Mm -hmm. right. She's by herself whenever they show these wide angles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which makes her feel like well, she is ultimately. Well, no, not always. Because think about when they go to the funeral home and they do the top down wide. She is small center of frame and she's surrounded by police officers. It's like, you know, a kind of visual she's, thing that calls back to this elevator we're talking about. But so even to go off that, though, like I said, overwhelming. Mm. It's a lot. Like yeah. she's she's constantly surrounded by a lot. And she's right. also alone in the sense where she's in a way doing this completely by herself. And, and she's, she's just experiencing other people. Like Jack Crawford's kind of giving her the like, all right, here's the path. Here's a blank map with like some faded lines. Go here. But for the most part, this is Clarice's journey without any real partnership. Well, it's interesting you <clears throat> bring that up because as we learn later in the movie, she's actually alone. Right. She's an orphan. She's an orphan. Orphan, up. abandoned by the people that took her in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's kind of had to make her way doing yeah, it. Yeah, by herself. Completely. By herself. Like, if anything, her partner <clears throat> is Hannibal. Can you guys explain something to me before What's we go for, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. before we get to the Hannibal part? What? All right. So what is it? She's what is it? <laughs> yeah. It is you, Peter. What's <laughs> there you are. No, really. What is it? But really. So, no, no. What is it? You know. So on and listeners, you can't see, but um, she's walking into the first time to go see Hannibal right now with mm -hmm. uh, Doctor uh, Raby. And uh, uh, Dr. Chilton, uh, very Dr. Rapey. Chilton. Yeah, right, that's so. C H I L T O N. That's C H I L T O N. That's a commercial. Um, Put the lotion. Uh, the um, no, but actually, explain this for me. Okay. Right. She's at Quantico in in uh, Virginia. Right? Yeah, training. She's training. She obviously has training in. Um, uh, the criminal mind, right? Yeah. Psychology, the, criminal psychology. Right. 
Um, she hasn't graduated from FBI she, school. She's in school. She's she is in school. school. She is a trainee. Um, and so um, this man, Jack, is the head of Quantico? He's like her boss, her mentor. Her department. Her sure. department head. So she's still at Quantico. And For the FBI, this man he is, is the head of that department in the FBI. So he gets uh -huh. first dibs and he gets to see all the people going through training for this specific department. And in this the man FBI. thinks it's a smart fucking idea to send an undergrad well, FBI agent to go talk to one of the she's most. She's a very, very decorated undergrad. Well, but to go. But they don't explain that. Well, no, Dr. Lecter right, does say, he says that her license, her thing, her badge, it's about to come up on, like, he, he's going to need, she's going to need to get her actual FBI badge. And I think that, I think part of the allure is that, as it's shown many times, there's not a lot of females, so this is going to pique Dr. Lecter's interest. And not Especially only if she can allure him. Yeah, I, I know how they, they, they made the storyline work. Yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> they're like, they're well, like, that's they're it. like oh, yeah. he's a man. He's horny. He'll, he's interested. He no, I don't even think it's the horniness aspect of it. I think it's the <laughs> fact probably that... probably I think it's the fact that it's something different. Something... Yeah. It's a new challenge to him. I think right. that it's just it's, different... They, I'm sure they've sent project. 15 guys in there to try and break some sort of information out of him before and he's probably looking at it like he even says it dr crawford uh crawford sent a train an undergrad a trainee at a well i think i think uh something this actually reminds me of rambo something that's not necessarily <laughs> not sorry something something that's not necessarily <laughs> told in this story but it's very evident in the books uh jack crawford and hannibal lecter they're essentially playing 3d chess with each other have lots of history have lots wow. of history. So, so Clarice, it, you know, within the context of this movie, she's just a chess piece. Correct. And that is correct. Well, I'm sorry. Within the context of the larger universe, she is a chess piece. But this movie, we are experiencing as an audience her experience. It's, right. it's you know, we're getting it through her view, and it's not necessarily, uh, you know, we're not looking at Jack and Hannibal as equals. Equals. No, but and, they are playing the same game. And mm. and that's why I kind of put it in a in a comic booky form, right? There's like a whole universe behind these people mm. that if you're a first time viewer like me of this movie, you you've never like, seen this. I've never seen this. Oh shit! That, yeah. congratulations. That's, that's a great, great wait. Oh shit! I didn't realize. I've what? never seen this movie before. Now that I know that, can we just ask the baseline question? Like, what was your experience? Like, yeah, oh, really? fuck. Shit. Holy shit! This is a crazy movie, right? Yeah. And I mentioned to Andrew earlier. I mentioned. I mentioned to. Andrew, I mentioned to Andrew earlier. <laughs> you guys to, weren't around. You weren't little, there. I'm trying to get a little intimate with this. You microphone. gotta just. You just gotta be with it. <laughs> Cup the balls. Um, <laughs> glance. No, but I mean, this was a. I mean, he is intense as. Fuck is Hannibal. Oh, right? yeah. Like, I remember Hannibal movies coming out from, like, 1995 to, I don't know, like, and then I forgot that these were movies, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, there were a bunch of them, right? And I didn't read the books. I mean, I love reading, but I just didn't read books about people eating each other. And um, I I'll tell you, like, my first time viewing of this, you, the, it kind of feels like the audience is expected to know who Hannibal is already. And, oh, and hmm. it was, and I was like, I don't know who, the, who he has this allure. He's got this allure. And so that's, so that's kind of why I made the point of like, it's odd to me that the, the professional domestic 
law enforcement agency sent a trainee to go deal with the most highly profile uh, psychologist slash murderer, whatever, serial killer. No, no, no. He was a madman. Cannibal. Cannibal. Like the most, like the the smartest cannibal on the planet, basically. Well, let me ask you: by the end, were you were you happy with the journey? Like, did it did it make sense? Totally. And I and I yeah yeah. I want I want to try to answer that for you. I really want to try to answer that for you. Yeah. Uh, First, practically within the universe, what I do think is because of the history between Jack and Hannibal, which one doesn't know, one does not know. You can say it's like okay, this is just a classic hero journey. This is somebody with a call to action. Throughout the story, you kind of get to piece those things together. But yeah. in the beginning, it's like, okay, this is just a call to action journey for any kind of hero arc. Yeah. The next thing I will say is when you watch Star Wars for the first time, the audience is expected to know Darth Vader. So I'd like to compare mm. Hannibal to Darth Vader. Mm. Whereas there's so much history to Darth Vader, but when you see and hear him, it's like, okay. I don't even need to know that much. I just know that this guy's the fucking devil. And they like, also this guy is the devil. As soon as you see Darth Vader, you're like, this is bad news. I don't care what the backstory is, this guy's bad news. As soon as you see Hannibal point. in this movie, yeah. as soon as you see Hannibal in this movie, the way that they reveal him is a nice fucking tracking shot across all the cells. Mm-hmm. You're cutting back and forth. With between horrible people. Horrible right? monster people. Like the depths of hell people. Like this is what happens when you go to the seventh layer. fucking monsters and then you pan over to the end and you just get calm statue stand tall even though anthony hopkins is also not much taller than jodie foster but he's really he's really well lit but he's lit he's just fucking framed beautifully he's just standing so strong when you see him and you see him for the first time like oh fuck this guy there's something really wrong about right here, right? And yeah, like even yeah, the way right. he just moves, it's yes, very the precise. Way that he looks at you. He looks at you like a serpent. Well, he does. This was a conscious choice. Uh, he doesn't blink. Yeah, he I know. he blinks at very key moments in the movie. I wish I could do that. Well, and That's so what a lot of actors like do. They don't blink. blink when it's on their coverage. They just don't fucking blink. Even though Doctor Chilton really sucks. One of the things that he does that sets the tone perfectly for this movie is he describes what it was like when he was killing somebody and he talks about how his heart rate never got above 85 beats per minute. That is the tone throughout the entire sequence with Dr. Lecter. Even though it's a very suspenseful feel, it's still calm. I do want to go back on that sequence. Uh, When he's taking her to go and see Lecter and he's describing all these things like Andrew was just saying, a visual thing that I really like too that kind of signals this, this, what you're saying about this character and kind of building him up in our minds, they're literally descending into hell. Yes. And the lights are changing And the lights are changing the the deeper they go. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as they get to that block, it's they're soaked in red. It's soaked in red. Bit. They're soaked in red. And even the way, so when when uh, he says that line, when Chilton says that line about his pulse never got above 84, uh, that is kind of like this off angle, tilted down, making him mm. seem like, you know, the he's devil. The like he's the gatekeeper to right. this person. Uh, it's perfectly wicked. It's never, perfectly wicked. I love that they never show the photo that Chilton hands to Clarice. It says, this is what he did to her. Mm. Yeah, and we have to see it on her face. Right, right, well, and right, it's right. it's also great that Chilton acknowledges how 
valuable he is to their prison, almost like he's a monument. He's a he's a yeah. commodity. Yeah, yeah. Doctor yeah. Chilton is gross. He's a fucking. He's piece a of shit, gross dude. piece of shit. Yep, that's great. We are we are naturally segueing segueing into all the characters that I did want to talk about. Let's get into Chilton. How much he fucking sucks ass. Right. He is just such a predator. He can't himself. play the game. He's great bookends though. Great bookends. Oh, he's, yeah. he's a societal predator. Like this guy. <laughs> Oh, fucking yeah. jerking his little wiener <laughs> on the camera. Agent Starling! Agent Starling! <laughs> so for those of you who are not in the room, we all just got we all just got a, a load in the face. <laughs> like from, from Meeks or Migs or whatever. His name is. From Migs. 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 Which is a terrible name. Yes. It makes sense though. He looks like a Migs. So that's so that is the that is the company that Dr. Lecter is in. Dr. Lecter is in the same place as those who and, like a jerk off dude, look! Look at the lighting difference. As soon as she moves away from his cell, it's black. Yeah. And when you're in his cell, it's just so well lit, and he looks like you know, uh, he's the he, god of monsters. He looks like he's in the prison from 2001: Space Odyssey at the end. Which is what he he. Um, I don't. I Anthony don't, Hopkins based his character a little well, bit on hell. Yeah, that's right. And I don't know if that's what they did directionally, <laughs> he but did? yeah, because yeah. like how. <laughs> Yeah, what do you mean? Like Hal. Hal is all-knowing, and he is cold and remorseless. Like, you know, he is a machine. And I watched this yesterday, so you... Think, oh, you did? I think the most emotion that Hannibal Lecter shows in this movie was right there when the rudeness was dis um, displayed to Clarice. Yeah. He's like, that was too rude. I, like, I, I feel offended mm -hmm. at that. Yeah. And uh, towards the end, where he gets... Her to confess about the lambs, the lambs, the lambs, <laughs> the, lambs. the lambs. lambs. When he gets her to confess, like when he gets that actual, like he really gets that deep part. Like when there's like a like a psychological breakthrough that any psychologist would have with a patient. Lambs. Like they actually got to it where you got your patient to confess the thing that like makes their pain. Mm. Like you can see it in his eyes, like these tears welling up, and that could be the fact that he consciously chose not to blink. And he could be like, oh my god. Oh, you're talking about blink. you're talking, yeah, the lambs. I, well, I am talking about that scene, but they, like, when it cuts back to him, and before he can actually say who is Buffalo Bill, mm. he's tearing up. He's like, oh my god, I am like full of either pleasure or pain, or like I feel your pain so much that I am like in ecstasy, mm. and like that's like true emotion to me. Like, like that was the only; those are the only two times that I can see him being emotional. Other than that, he's just calculated. And, Cold. No, like I would. Reptile. I would disagree. I think that he displays emotion. I think what you're talking about is like very external emotions. Like you know, he has to yell. He has to make a dramatic scene about it. But he displays a lot of emotions throughout this thing. I just think that Jonathan Demme said it the best. And I think I said. I don't know if I said this on the podcast or before. Who's Jonathan Demme, <clears throat> director. The director. Well, that makes sense. Jonathan Demme essentially said, like you know, uh, Lecter is a good guy. He's just living in an insane mind. Yeah, that, that was a good uh, analysis of that. Yeah. So is Chilton a bad guy? Yes. yes. In a in a good person's position. Correct. Is that is that the he's one of the worst the contrast? He's is one that of the, the contrast. He's a careerist. 
a career is. Yeah, he's totally influenced. He's totally influenced by what's going to be the best decision for his career, regardless of what it means for the people that. Yeah, he's completely he, opportunistic. That mm. he's it's his job to protect. You and, know, and that's yeah. clearly shown when when the, he's trying to get the interviews. Yeah, right? yes. and he's a sexist, misogynist. You know, True. I mean, he's he's a scumbag. True. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. Oh, let me let me ask a question. Yeah. Um, is Jack a misogynist? I don't know if I don't know. That's that's so interesting. They had like the most sexual handshake at the end of the movie. No, no, it wasn't. No, no. I'm actually gonna. This no, is beautiful. Sexual? This is no, not to me because I uh, sexual. Well, hold on, like hold on. Mentor. I was like, no, go, 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 go. No, 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 because Ace and I were talking about this before. It's okay. not glands. No, there, there's uh, so an idea that is running throughout this movie is the idea of fathers. Ah, yes. Clarice has lost a father. Has daddy issues, go on. Jack Crawford is filling in in a father role, and Anthony Hopkins fills in as a fatherly role in his own twisted way by getting her to admit the emotions, but Jack gets her to go on the journey. But to your point about this handshake at the end, if you are looking carefully, Mm -hmm. when uh, Clarice sees uh, Hannibal Lecter for the last time, he touches her finger when he hands her the files. Right. They go to that extreme close-up the yes. same way they do at the end with Jack Crawford. And consistently throughout the movie, you're seeing them, uh, Jack Crawford, Hannibal Lecter, in relation to Clarice Starling in extreme close-ups looking down the barrel of the lens. It's putting you in their position, and it's creating, in my mind, this sense of these fatherly figures. And at the end, I don't think it's sexual. I think it's both their way of acknowledging in some small physical touch the journey that they just went on, both uh, emotionally and quite literally. It's almost like the checking in um, in chess when they click the freaking button. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Oh, oh wait. Uh, oh, ooh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. It's very interesting. Ah, because literally the next, well, because after Jack's thing, the next move is Hannibal's. Oh, that's good. Wow. That's good. Wow. I like that. I like that. That's good. Guess I have yeah, to, yeah. I guess I have to take my sexual comment away. Huh? No, I mean, I no, like, I mean, I. I mean, if you read it that way, no, you read it was it hot. Right. I read. That way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally. I no, I'm read very aroused. I dead ass read it that way. I was like Jack, and then he turns around when he's walking out the door. I was like, so the next move they fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not really, Jack. I feel like is just asexual throughout the universe, except for his wife. His, his only thing is solving crimes, huh? Oh, his well, only thing is solving crimes. She's hot too. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's hot too. Hey, I heard that Jodie Foster does not play uh, Clarice after this. It no, it not. was Julianne Moore. That's right. I love Julianne Moore. Oh my God! What? I love, I what? love Julianne Moore. I love uh, Hannibal. You uh, know, it's a. It's I a, like Hannibal it's too. An actually, underrated uh, movie. I like all of them. What's an underrated except movie? Rising? Oh, I don't love Hannibal. Rising. I don't love Rising except for uh, Risa Fons. Right. I mean, I think that the best part about this whole universe is that Anthony Hopkins is the only consistent. There's always a different Jack. There's always a different Clarice. There's always a different everybody. There was I only one Jane Gum. I think the way that <laughs> Chilton the same. I think Chilton is the same. I think the, the way ones. that they did a spinoff with Hannibal and made Mads Mikkelsen his own like that works yes. for me. But within the movie universe, you're absolutely right. Could you imagine anybody except Anthony Hopkins? No, 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 you can't. You can't no, because that's how it's got to be. Yeah, he's think, already established it. I think before the role you could have, but I. Oh, Hannibal Rising. I'm sorry, Hannibal Rising because he was a young boy. He was like, a young boy. They, they and... Anakin him. They fucking Anakin Hannibal. No, it was not that egregious. It was pretty fucking egregious. Yeah, but Anakin it was pretty fucking egregious. Anakin destroyed a whole generation's childhood. 
Yeah, well, Hannibal Rising is a fucking shite movie. Let me rephrase. Defined it. Defined it. Defined it? Yes. Wait, whoa, 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 time the fuck out. Frankie, uh, Frankie Barney. No, no, no. Barney's the same in, it, no, no. in each one. Our parents, oh, our, parents no had, our parents' generation had Luke Skywalker, and we had fucking Anakin. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, Luke's, Luke's kind of a bitch, I, too. No, I'm being very clear here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> did you not get, like, hyped when they had the, uh, in the first uh, Star Wars movie, when they raced? That was one of the best. Oh, I'm not we saying kids. I'm no, not saying they weren't fun movies. Anakin. I'm just talking about the character of so Anakin and what he represents me, in our lives. Well, you're gonna tell me that Anakin didn't fucking excite you when he was pod racing? Big Attack of the Clones yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, he, I mean, that that's, that pod racing was fantastic. No, I've always said that. About I mean, I think that the I'm pivoting. I want to talk about something. What's up? Uh, you what know, you know, how I mentioned she's mad short. Yes, she is natural. Clarice. Yes, Third time now. Short. <laughs> you know, Go on, guys. I know you really want to talk about the shortness. We, Let's talked, continue. we talked about how it was all about like angles in this movie, right? Yeah, like in yep. the, and about the camera angles. Mm -hmm. And I just, and I really like it. What stood out for me was the, um, like, uh, seeing the perspective of her, like her height, right? In a lot of scenes, right? They were like, for example, for example, when she was, um, when she crawled underneath uh, the storage unit. Yeah. And she rolled into there. There was a lot of like first person view shit that was and and there's several scenes in this movie where she does that. And I think that I, I actually really crawls under things. No. Metaphorically. <laughs> she no, crawls under. You can notice there's like it's actually about to happen. So like this is her view. This is mm -hmm. what she's looking yes. at, right? Yes. I enjoyed the like first person like view of like what she's dealing with as like as a as a hero, right? Right. Because I don't use the word heroine because I'm in 2022. Because it's nonsensical. Like, it's like she's a hero, a hero in this story, right? Yeah. Like she is, and she's got issues. She is trying to. It's her journey throughout the it's whole. Her journey, the, the right? Challenges, yes. She's trying to, and she's also trying to silence and, and pun not, not no pun intended, but I love the way she he's is trying right to sleep at night. Yes, you, you do yes. get it from a couple wants. other people's perspective in the movie too. You get it from Hannibal's yeah. a couple of times, and you also get it from Buffalo Bills a couple yeah. times. A and few, I, and I love, but I love Clarice's because like it, it makes me think of like if I was really, really, really short, like how much like walking through CVS would suck. Like you can't see other <laughs> aisles, you know. Like she's so goddamn tiny. Like, can you imagine? I'm, I'm with I can't you. imagine. I'm with you, Jay. I, so I, I think like, that would fucking blow. It would not. Be I wanna, fun. I wanna. Pivot from that to uh, Buffalo Bill, <laughs> who we haven't talked about. Yeah, we really haven't talked about Jane Gum yet. <laughs> Jane Gum, uh, Jack Gordon, is that his other name? That's his alias. That's his alias. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. he's got a. F yeah, in the in the book, he's got a few more. Like he is just like the John Doe of the Lewis friend, who was made of multiple different serial killers. Ed Gein being one of them. I can't remember who the other one was, but there was a serial killer in actual, you know, uh, real time, who had a pit. And he kept his victims in the pit for days. You know, um, you know what's hilarious about that? What? It was my first time seeing it. Obviously, I mentioned it last night. And uh, the only time I saw it was in Joe Dirt. When he's like... <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. in Joe Dirt, he's like... Where's my auto trader? And it's, he's like, uh, put the lotion in the basket. He's like, all right, no problem. And I was like, I don't get this scene. I'm putting it in. And now, right. now it comes full circle. And now I get it. I was like, thank you, yes, David Spade. Yes, that's the joke. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake, here. 
Auto Trader. He's also General Bloodbath McGrath in Wild Wild West. <laughs> yes, he yes, is. He is. That he's might have also, been his second best role. He's also. Uh, the, uh, he's in Shutter Island. He's he the warden, and he's fucking really? awesome you're, in yeah. it. Your violence, can your violence conquer mine? Number 10 in, in uh, Matt's favorite Martin Scorsese films. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey. I'm accurate. Uh, but no, I think that it's, uh, it's fascinating that. Um, what what's his name? Uh, Tim Tim McDonough? No. Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Ted Levine. Uh, I I think that it's interesting that he went this hard for this role. He killed it. He fucking slayed it, dude. Yeah. It's a he is. freaking yeah. messed up role. Yeah. Like and he, it's honestly he's more villainous and more terrifying than Hannibal Lecter. Well, in you a know way because he does not show any humanity. At least Hannibal shows a bit of humanity, and I believe that his. Uh, his need and respect for manners and his his respect for for people and decorum yeah his decorum is what kind of humanizes him even though in his actions and in his head and how he speaks to a lot of other people is fucking crazy He's there is none of that for him, right yeah yeah i i fucking root for him it's yeah. like yeah just keep him in this fucking cage and he's fine but buffalo bill is psycho top down. Well, and Matthew and I were talking about it a little earlier. He refers to the girl as it. It, it yeah. puts the lotion on its skin. Right. Or else it gets the hose again. Dehumanizes. For a man who, and they say it in the movie where uh, it's, they're like, oh, he's he's a transsexual. And it's like, no, no, no. And Clarice defends it immediately. It's like, there's no correlation to like psychopathic behavior and transsexualism. There's no. none at all. Dude's got other problems. Like he has other problems. He's like, yes, that's correct. So this person who has other problems like this, check here, check in the institution. You have John Hopkins, you have all these other places who specialize in these these kind of things. Go and check there. And like, of course, they, they look at it like, yep, nope, this is, you need more help than just this. This is not what you are. And on that, you know what the scene that really kind of scared me, like, was the, it's actually about to be on the screen and behind this one us. one here? Um, you know, for, for, it just scared me that this, this uh, quote-unquote good person, this good woman, um, was about to go back to her apartment and just needed a little hand to, lift a couch it's very minute. real someone it just, was super someone real just said, hey can was, you help me it's like any it good super person real yes, help and it just he like, has the cast on like i don't suppose you're a size 14 are you <laughs> <laughs> i know but like and that was when it was kind of got the fact that it kind of scared me like you know i was like man the you the, know, the it, weird thing is go, go ahead jay finish what you're saying no i keep going it just it just scared me for my my ladies you know my ladies yeah i, I think the part that it was gross. Luckily, I think the awareness of people today, mm -hmm. I think the second that you see a van with two doors open like that. Totally. Like you're- At you're, this time of night. This, yeah. You're, by yourself. You know, I'd be like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab my friend. We're going to help you. We're going to help you move your couch, you but, know? But allegedly, this is her house. Right? I think no, she's outside of an apartment complex. complex. Yeah. Well, her apartment Yes, guys. your fucking neighbor. That's, guys, I, you I get you it, you have some sense of security there. She's she's going. She this is her apartment complex, right? This is her house. This right? was how people so like, met before Tinder, for God's sake. And she's just like trying to do the right thing and be like, yeah. hey, you know, like, uh, you know. And then the there. second, I'd be like, no, you get in the you get in the van. Like, I'm not back. I'm and, not back in this fucking couch in your van. Like, and it just it just makes me super scared for my ladies who have to every day just fucking deal with that all the terrible time. bullshit every day it was scary and it just like and it really 
made me shiver when I watched it. I love this it guy's coat. It made me shiver. It's the same kind of thing that Clarice is dealing with with this whole movie, with um, mm. kind of going against the, and I hate saying this word, but the patriarchy. Yeah. Mm. Like, she does have to kind of fight against that. She is a woman in a very physical profession. And 100%. Who has to go and do a very emotionally tax, uh, taxing part of the physical profession, which is analyze psychopaths. Right. Like, that's her whole thing. So, and, and again, we've already discussed about how that is highlighted in the whole movie. That is her biggest challenge. And, and you know, Andrew made a good point. It's it's a little, you know, uh, slapsticky, right? In the, it's a little bit. And I don't think it's slapsticky at all. In fact, I was just thinking as, I'm, quite nice. as, as I'm watching this, I think that a lot of the horror of this movie, I know we were talking earlier, it, you know, it, there's debate about horror or thriller, but I think that what makes this movie so absolutely under your skin is the simplicity with which it's shot there sure. there is this movie is a crafted it's beautiful it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful uh, matt i was I you, you cut me it just gets under your skin point man. about slapsticky you. i was just gonna say that uh it it um like it it needed to be over the top to really explain how bad it was. Well, what do you mean over sure. the top? I don't. I don't understand that. I don't uh, understand what you mean by over the top. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I'm not. Well, what about it? Seems... I wasn't in the working environment in 1991. It just feels. <laughs> what do you... It just felt very um like it like. Was that masochistic? Or not masochistic. Was that uh like that that patriarchal. Um, environment really happening to her in 1991? If it was, probably, then like, pro probably. I made I most probably. likely in in the FBI, in the police, in the law enforcement uh, universe. Yeah, probably, man. Yeah, well, it, maybe it's just opening my eyes a little bit about how like how not far away that all was. If Should I it? if I might like, make I, a suggestion, yeah. I, I I think it would have a lot to do with not only Jodie uh, Foster's performance, but also... Oh, my the, God, was it so good or what? So oh, good. she killed it. But also the way that it was filmed. I, I keep... You know, we all keep kind of talking about how, like, the, the shot reverse shot, looking directly into the camera yeah. and then cutting to the next person's face. Right. That does a lot on a very subconscious level to connect you with her experience. And you're bringing up, you know, this idea that she's a woman in a man's world and they're they're going above and beyond to emphasize that right it's made even more relevant it well not relevant it's made even more uh uh important or uh digestible or what what's the word i'm looking for ace here but essentially you you relate to her experience relatable it, yeah. it makes it yeah, immediately relatable because of that trick like remember like, i remember when she said to jack on maybe on the right she was like in the car ride and she's about to do her little like she's you know, recording, yeah. She's recording, right? She's like, "Hey, it really, really matters when you say to other police officers beneath us uh, how who, to be, how, how to, to be, how, how you to can, act. how you can do that's that, right? right? How to hold yourself, you know." And I was, and and that's only because Jack had to apologize. Like, hey, when I when I did that thing, when I said uh, matters of this nature should be discussed in private, and they all looked at her, it's like. Uh, Okay, let's go discuss all the details, and then he leaves her alone with all the people. Yeah. So this is this is actually fucking and remember, awesome. And they, and they look around, and the screen and the view is and the view is up. Right. But let's go through the sequence real quick. Yeah. Because this whole scene is fucking excellent. Mm -hmm. So they all go together. They're in the helicopter. They're discussing the file as equals, right? And then they're talking in the car, and they're like, "Hey, uh, I really wish that you would tell me what your plan was 
because I would have liked to be in on it. Jack says, listen, if I told you, Hannibal would know because you don't, you, you're not, you're, you're a trainee. You don't know how to be that sly yet. I know you don't know how to be that sly. So I'm going to keep you as in the dark as you need to be. Now that we got where we need to be, you're in on the game. You're with me. You are not only just a trainee who I've just used as a pawn, but you're now in this game. Yeah. So we're in the game together. We're going this way. They go and they figure, uh, they go back to West Virginia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I Maybe. believe that, I believe they're in Virginia. Or uh, Ohio. Is it Ohio? No, I think anyway. it's West Virginia. Ohio is the last one they go. West they go, Virginia. They they go somewhere and um, they get there and then again he plays the same card where they're in the the funeral home with everybody. Yeah. And all the police. He says, "Hey, we gotta go talk in private." Leaves Clarice alone with all of these dudes and everybody looks at her. He's she's clearly uncomfortable. She, there's no words really spoken. She's just kind of reminiscing of her own experience in a funeral home. Right. Yeah. She's reminiscing of this. And it's like, okay, I am a cop. My father was a cop. This is why I wanted to be a cop. This is the only guy that I had. My entire life after this has been shit until I come and find the purpose here. Yeah. Jack has recognized that I need to do this thing. So he essentially separates himself from her. Like her secure, her security is now gone, and she's yeah. just left alone with the wolves. And they show it. It's like everybody's staring. Everybody's being fucking weird. So you're saying you think he did this on purpose to yes. kind of make her uncomfortable? Not make her uncomfortable, but test the grit and see where she's coming from. So right after this scene, they go to the coroner's office. Mm-hmm. They get into the coroner's office where it's just Jack, and everybody else comes with him like it's a fucking social gathering. And then she does the thing. The thing that is so fucking awesome. She stamps her foot and says, guys, listen, you got her here. You've done everything that you can for her. Let us take it now. Let us take it from here. Everybody go on now. Everybody go on. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our job. And all the guys, all the people who are looking, being fucking weird, saying, we're thinking, who is this little girl? All right. We're going to listen. Amen. And they fuck right off. That's, yeah. that's also interesting, and too. And then Jack sees it. And there's a point where... He's on the phone with somebody, and he's looking at her like, oh, yeah, she's the one for the job. She's the fucking one. Hangs up. Let's get to work. Let's get to real work. And, like, that's a big, it's a big test yourself, prove yourself moment for Clarice. It's interesting to think about. The whole sequence is just that. What you just described with Jack Crawford versus Hannibal in regards to how, uh, in regards to how, uh, What's it called? Jack's pushing her on an emotional level. I hadn't right. considered it that way, but also Hannibal is pushing her on an emotional level. On a different level. kind of. One's, one's professional in the field, one's emotional to the self. Mm. Yeah, I think that's cool. Do we think that Jack sees something in Clarice because knowing he's an orphan, she is the one who kind of, it's kind of like in this scene how she's the one who, she's like the lone wolf in there. She's like the little duckling by herself. She makes it out of there. Mm-hmm. She made it out of the orphanage. She mm-hmm. made something out of herself. So, I mean, I think Jack probably looks at that and says, okay, there's clearly something here with this woman that she's gotten to this point having nothing, being on, being alone, you know, having abandonment issues. So she kind of thinks differently than every other person who I have who might be of like-minded, you know, nature. And that's why she's pulled out of the, you know, Quantico. She's like, she's singled out. She's like, hey, this is re- truly, truly a person that needs to be on this. 
for sure. Oh, it's happening. Here we go. It's happening. Here's the, the scene. Whole, the whole scene I was just describing. Here's the scene. And she's, and again, throughout the whole scene, all, uh, she keeps composure the whole time. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, even the men in this scene is like, oh my God, oh, I'm, I'm coughing. I'm, I can't, can't look at it. It's just an abomination. She's just recording, even though it's very emotional for her. She's recording. The black and white of the opening text just came back. If you looked at all those officers, all the they're, they're wearing suits. You know, it's amazing what framing can do. Uh, yeah. In that sequence, it was just two shots. You look at Jodie Foster alone in the frame. You know, she's pretty much taking it all up. And then you reverse that and you've got all the, you know, guys in black and white. Uh, and they fill the frame. They're overwhelming. And that's her. That's those. That's from her two eyes, in my yeah. opinion. Those. Yep. Are, that's that is the view from her eyes. No, I agree. And a lot of this is shot in POV. Mm -hmm. A lot of this is shot from perspective. And I think that that's that's pretty fascinating. And uh, again, there's no wide step. Like they don't let things play out in wide in this movie. Not it really. Cuts no. A lot. Like on a technical standpoint, like editing wise, this movie cuts around a lot. But the energy of it and the uh, I don't know, the, the pacing of the way that this movie goes. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're fucking locked in, dude. Like, this is how fucking crime dramas are shot and edited. This is how crime dramas go. But this one is just, it just does it so right. I would love to do a live cast, honestly. Just, like, sitting there watching a movie actually casting like just based commentary? on, like, yeah, like, just based on seeing it. Because I think, like, this movie would be so perfect to kind of unpack as it happens. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, what else is, never mind. You should be. I love the classic. The FBI is about to break into somebody's house and they send a flower truck. Dude, <laughs> just like, dude, that is so. With one duck, he's got like a suit and tie on with like a trench coat and a box. He's like, hey, looks like there's a shotgun in that in that like, box. Ding dong. Looks like every flower delivery man I've ever seen. <laughs> well, what's ridiculous is like. Who the fuck's getting flowers delivered like that? It's like as soon as you see that, you know it's like, oh, there's a shotgun in that fucking box. Yeah. Somebody it's else is surrounded the house. Box so like, come the like Clemenza. That's what Clemenza has. <laughs> um, so let's let's go into um I want to segue to where Dr. Lecter gets taken to uh, that private cell. I love how you keep referring to him as Dr. Lecter. You, he demands Dr. respect. You, yes, you respect Dr. Right. Dr. Lecter. I do. That's correct. He's one of the most respected. Doctors, <laughs> no characters in in film history. He's been voted sure. number one of like the best villains. Of so all I've time. seen a few lists like that. Um, I feel like consensus is usually the Joker. Yeah, it's usually the do the Joker. That'd be a fun little exercise. The Joker, Darth Vader, um, the guy from Psycho. What's his name? Um, uh, Anthony Bateman? Perkins. Oh, no. Patrick Bateman. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That's American Psycho. Um. Oh, from Norman Psych Bates. Norman Bates. Norman Bates. He's on there. Um, you know who I saw recently on there? Um, Coleman Reese. Colonel Honda. <laughs> Colonel Honda. Colonel Londa. Oh, Hans Londa? <coughs> In like all time oh, like I cinematic villains. Yeah, I saw him sure, on there. Dude. I could see that. How about Leo? As, uh, yeah. as uh, Calvin Candy? Yeah. Ooh, speaking of, we're still going to do Django, people. Don't. Yeah, so gotta, sit tight. We, we do need to do. Um, But I think that... um. Not that there's gotcha, like a gotcha. lot to unpack here, but I think that it's a great scene when um when they leave him by himself and it's just the two police officers and they clearly like it's the we know it's almost like in Jaws when the music's playing and it like yeah. builds up faster. The closer that they get to Lecter, you know some shit's about to go down. Mm. All right, that's here's something that's pretty fucking impressive. So Hannibal Lecter, as iconic as he is, 
16 minutes. I was I was thinking that earlier That's and I forgot crazy. to bring it up because it's like your point about Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Right. They're literally in the film for maybe 15% of the movie. Right. And every time that they're in it, it's like, it's like hey, there's, like a, there's like a He's coldness, head, the you know? Movie. Yeah. You know what he also is? What? Jaws. I literally Jaws. just said that. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah, I just said that. Just I was saying. like, I was like, the buildup <laughs> is like the here. music. In, oh, were you? Did you, you hear like, that? He was in the bathroom. I was here. <laughs> I was like, oh, he literally just said that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I literally just fucking said that. It's pretty great. Because those are good comparisons. I mean, I think that's I what kind of pushed this movie. So I think again. we're right, at least. <laughs> like, if, two us, if two of us caught it. I mean, I think. I think if, if two of us caught it, it's an apt analysis. So I mean, you, you can put this movie in the, um, in the category of classic. Like, Silence of the Lambs is a classic cop drama movie. And the, the thing that I like about it, so again, it's Matthew, actually a special SVU movie. Matthew and I were talking a little bit earlier about whether or not it's a horror movie. And like by traditional standards, it's probably not a horror movie. But the thing that I do love about it is that it can give the concept of horror some teeth. And, sure. it, and it gave it an opportunity to actually have some substance in a story because we had like your psychological shit in the 70s mixed with slasher. But then we hit the 80s where it was pretty much strictly like teen driven. Mm -hmm. um and then we kind we hit this movie in the early 90s where again like it's not like jump scares it's definitely more psychological horror sure. but it it's it's the first horror movie to ever win an oscar yeah. you know well, like this is Oscars. yeah it's one the of five, oscars. five oscars yeah the third movie in history to win the big five but this Crazy. was definitely a really, a really nice yeah. segue for the genre yeah one best uh best picture best director best actor best actress um, actress well i think what and makes and it so effective is the characters uh you know this movie takes a lot of time to get you invested in the main characters yeah and not lecter it doesn't hours. take a lot of time to get, get you invested in well lecter. it that, takes I 16 minutes less, to go two yeah. hours it's two hours a little bit less than two hours you go through a lot in two hours Mm -hmm. Which is kind of rare too for a movie that's less than two hours to have this much of like a, a lasting impact. For real. Well, I mean, no. Bold claims. I, I no, look at I it. Look guess. at you. Yeah, like if I you guess. look at all your like big epics, like holds the hold the time. Like you ever like see it holds Bruges? Up, they're long <laughs> movies, you know. Yes. Yes, they generally are long movies. But I feel like if you go over an hour and a half, you're in that category. I personally thought that this was a. What are you laughing at? An hour and a half. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like 90, min 90 minutes is like a, a standard. I'm pretty sure Johnson movie. Family Vacation was an hour and 43 all, minutes. Was so. it really? 90 minutes That's is a long longer time. than a standard movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Movie. You're right. You I are know, correct. 90 but minutes at has, this has, point. At this point in 1991, 90 minutes was your standard fucking movie. And like I, and you're probably right agree. about that. I like, agree. like The Mask. Yes, <laughs> like the mask and Ace no, Ventura I think that the mask was. With... You mean like that movie Joanna Man? Oh, yes, like Joanna Man. <laughs> no, <Just> Craig. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Do you mean dude? Joanna. Dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my I think car? that was about an hour. That was actually two hours. No, it wasn't. It was Shut a long two hours. It was not. Felt two like two hours. hours. Which one? Pretty long. Dude, where's my car? Um, I don't have much else for general. For general? Yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, there's something that I did want to talk about. Uh, it was the way that... Glands? Mm. I'll say this. I'll say this. Every movie that I've been watching recently is basically dealing with someone's childhood trauma. Okay. Right? Trauma, it, to me, seems like the easiest way to figure out what makes someone tick. 
Well, that's a story of your life, isn't it, man? I agree. Like, I have so much trauma. Well, I mean, no, I just I, think that, that that's that's a story of everybody's life. It's like you're the hero in your own journey, and you're the hero against your trauma. I agree, but there's also stories of someone. Growing yeah, yeah. Up. <laughs> there's also stories of people growing up with a, a, a very solid, um, you know, a very solid uh, up upbringing. Sure. Did right? you guys like, notice a lot of trauma? You know. Speak, mm -hmm. Speaking of trauma, in regards to Clarice, did you notice uh, in that scene where Hannibal Lecter uh, kicks the shit and kills those two policemen? Yeah. He's got a paint. He's got a drawing, drawing of Clarice. Oh yeah. And she's got the lamb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. He's drawing. He's obsessed with her. He so is silence, fascinated. So silence. Of the that Lambs probably is... took him an hour. <laughs> no, that was done by James Cameron. Everybody knows that James Cameron was James hired. James Cameron. The greatest pie on you. Um. So, so the name of the movie, Silence of the Lambs, right? So yes. This she shoots him. This guy in the face at the end of the movie. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, Bill. Right. She shoots Buffalo Bill in the chest, not the face. He, so, he coughs up blood. This is still a face though. Fair enough. So are we saying that the she, her the the screaming of the lambs were yeah. silenced from this? I think that is one of the things that was more. What's metaphorical. your opinion? Lambs. It's not a no. It's not metaphorical. No, 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 no. I do think I do believe that, that that's movie. what it was though. In the movie, no, I don't think that they were completely silenced. But I think they they pulled that out of Hannibal pulled that out of Clarice in the sense that the only reason why Clarice is doing what she's doing and working so hard is because of this one traumatic thing that happened that keeps haunting her at night which is the mistake of any psychopathic psychologist is I know you so well that there's one thing and one thing driving you alone. And I don't think that was the point at all. I think that's the one flaw in Hannibal is mm. saying, it's like, okay, you, I, I'm going to extract this from you and it's going to be so good. And like, once you do this thing, you're going to silence it. And I don't think that that's her motive at all. I believe that that's just one of the many things that drives her. I think that that's one of the many things that, she does and her journey is to silence the lambs no i don't believe that i don't believe that that was the thing i think that's uh just a play i, I really do just think that that's a play on the story that's interesting i think it's uh, a good story device i mean yes 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 i mean we're not gonna get all of her dramas no and we're not gonna two get all of her motive movie. either we're not gonna get all of her motive like she no but this one certainly like this this one serves as a nice one <laughs> it does it does and that's the journey is like to silence these lambs just silence the screaming of my childhood to silence my pain what does she I'm say at the this. end did, did are they stopped does she answer him i forget no he goes off and says goodbye and she just says where are you where are you dr Lecter. dr Lecter. Dr. Lecter? He's like, I'm in Africa, about to eat a bunch yeah, of I'm fucking people. Fucking I'm having idiot. a friend for dinner. Oh, what a line. What a line. That's and a and out, of oh. out of Anthony Hopkins' mouth, it doesn't feel as corny as I'll it sounds. No, I'll it doesn't. I don't think that anything feels corny out of Anthony Hopkins. Have. No, that guy can do no wrong. There is nothing corny. There is nothing um, slapsticky about Hannibal Lecter. I think that he is a perfect fucking villain. Yeah. Truly. Truly perfect. I he think, is awesome. And I, in in that first time that we meet him with Clarice, he's got like nobody in the history of cinema has as many quotable lines in one scene. No, no. Like solo dolo. Like I got this. He. Yeah. I mean, the entire movie. We said that it got five Oscars. Uh, oh, speaking you know, of, it, it has it has parody. Uh, we'll speak of it in a second. But like, it changed society. 
right? I mean, it was hmm. it was a. Oh, that's a big. That's a big claim. That's I will. <laughs> that's a, a bold claim. statement. Hey, yeah, go, so, go off on it. You uh, so it, it you know it, it changed society in a way that uh, there weren't many um, uh, criminal mind esque uh, empathetic uh, serial Ooh. killer esque uh, genre. It paved a whole new trail for the. Um, for the criminal minds, for the mind hunters, mm, for mm. the uh, for the podcast, for everyone that loves to talk or it certainly does crime make town. the insane. No, we're no. oh. well, not crime <laughs> town, but like, you know what I mean. Like it certainly does it, make the criminally insane relatable. It's like it, it is like Joker in a way. It gives them a. It makes them desirable. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, this guy's makes so- him sexy. <laughs> you know? It was like like this guy's smart enough. Like he's relate. Like he he. Like, the this way that man he looks eats at people. people, folks. Like, yes. we like the. Like, you're yeah, supposed you like to root him, for the guy yeah. that eats people. He it's eats not them. okay. He eats them. He eats people. He, he literally does. Right? And, 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 like, oh, wow. He got away from the dumbass police officers in there by, by murdering them. Face. By murdering it's them to okay. death. He does bring it's up a good point. It's not okay, guy. You know what's in He's a bad man. He's a real bad person. They have families at home. Yeah. Like they, they do. They have like like you know, there's there's funeral services in like nine days for these guys. And they are closed caskets. And they're Every closed one of caskets them. Cause because because this guy was like, I I have to go see Clarice, you know, I make a, a phone call while I eat someone else. This man's a goddamn murderer. Monster. He's Not a even monster. just a murderer. He really is. He's a is. terrible person. He really is. And the this king movie's of hell. like, hey, I'm so glad that he's gonna go eat Dr. Chiller. You know, like that's how the movie. That's is. a good. Like, all right, that's, like, hey, like, that's a great That's a great point. That's pumped great. about that. It's because you Chilton. They, they you really know? did build Chilton up to be such a piece of shit that you want Hannibal Folks, to eat the shit out of him. This man does not deserve to get eaten by another person. No, okay? even she's a shit Chilton. Chilton does not deserve to get eaten by Andrew Hannibal. Just shook I don't his know. It, seemed, yeah. it was pretty what, satisfying there at the end. You think that's true? I think the the. I think the crime fits the punishment. <laughs> you guys, you guys want to open the door for people eating each other? Like I didn't know, but no, man, this movie changed door. the world. I didn't uh, open the door. Open the door. Open I didn't door. open the door, but I didn't shut it either. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. Left it ajar. Like, that's all I did. I in my left opinion, it it's the same guy that like that the did the fucking first purge. People are like, oh yeah. So what if we? Do the purge. What if we do that? And it's like I was into it. Go fuck yourself and keep your guns at home. I could have been into it. Y- you know what, Matt? Fuck off. That's what like, VR is for. You want to get shot in the face? But, exactly what fuck. VR is for. That is exactly what. Dude, VR is for. I heard something at work today. For Apparently, they've real. got a they've That's got a VR set that kills you. They do. And what? You, you know who yes. That? You know, who, Matt. You know who uses that? Who? Idiots. Wait, but th- is this real? Did you guys hear about yes, this? There's yes, a VR was, set. You put it on, you know, like your head. Do with this. It's all right. It. it just it kills no, you. So you put on it. You put on this headset. You're like, oh. Man. Why would you do that? Because uh, you want to win the Darwin Awards. <laughs> yeah, but some people die in games in like Dip 20 seconds. Awards. Fucking dipshit. Bro, so this is my point, though, right? Like, you're glamorizing a man. Yes, that I ate get two. Yes. People's face off. Many think. other than two, but two that we've seen in the movie. In less than ten percent of the movie, glamorizing right? Yeah. In, in in any other movie, you're not like when you watch Jaws, you're not rooting for Jaws, right? You're mm. like, 
Not really. You're you're rooting for Brody. You're rooting for Quint. You're rooting for Hoop. That's what you're doing. Never root for Hoop. Fuck Hoop. But you're always excited no, to see Hoop Jaws. Can, I, I wish Hoop That's could the eaten. payoff. You're That's always payoff. you're always excited to see Jaws. There's Jaws has. I agree. There's there's definitely a difference. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to contrast you. I'm just like saying. Andrew's like, like you know I just I the reason know. why there's an allure just like not for nothing there's an allure to watching. Buffalo Bill on camera. Totally. You know what I mean? And like that, it's it's, it's like a bad it's like a school bus guys. It's you a movie. Away from it. it is a movie. It's Remember a this. movie. When just he, a movie. When he shoved his junk and then like op flashed this I was like, "Oh my god, this what, guy is he a man John us." <laughs> when he man us. <laughs> Truly, that's exactly what he did. He right. I uh so so uh you know, been drinking, been watching, folks. I always take notes. Just, just yeah, what you got? What you got? What you got? What I you love got? notes, what honestly. What you got? What you got? What you I've always said you were a big okay. notes guy. Okay. Uh, notes. I hate Dr. Schilt. All right. Uh, I want to go off on that because I hate him as well. Do you think he fucked this entire thing up? No. Do you think he is the reason why Hannibal's free? No. Dr. Shilton? Yeah. No. Shilton no. is the he, reason why he Hannibal didn't help. Free. No, doc, Dr. Hannibal wanted to get out. I know that he wanted to get out, no, no, but because he... of Chilton's involvement with everything, by bugging his cell, by actually going and making a deal with um, uh, the, the mayor, governor, mm -hmm. whoever. Senator. Senator. By actually bringing him out of the cell and putting him on a plane for his own no. exploits, for his own um, uh, ego, and for his own career, he fucked the whole thing up, and now he's Free. In my opinion, no. And no. In, and the reason Please explain why it's I'm not Doctor Schilt's fault. I mean, Doc Schilt it was a fault for Chilton. <laughs> Chilton. His last name is Chilton. Okay. Frederick so, Chilton. <laughs> so for, it's not Fred's fault. Here's why it's not Fred's fault. Yeah. Right? It's not. It's it, like is Fred a terrible character? hundred percent. Like this man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's this a piece man, of shit. It's a piece of shit. A real right? piece of shit. His okay. hair slicks back. Here's why not. Right. You, you, hey. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, Grizzly Island is a jail. Um, so, okay, it's not it's not Shilton's fault, right? And because he Frederick, um, it's not Fred's fault because Doctor uh, Hannibal um, decided to um, to leave the jail because of Clarice, right? So it's it's not it's because of Clarice. It's not because of Doctor Chilton. He's eating Doctor Chilton because. He's a, a, piece of shit. Because he's a piece of shit. He's right? a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. But that's not the reason that is the reason why, in in, in my in my opinion. Um You don't think that's the reason why? No, I, I think that he wanted to escape and live his own life. I think that Dr. Hannibal But he had no fucking openings until Chilton let him out of his cell. So who played who, I guess, is the big question. Well, who really played if, who? Did if, Chilton fucking make the wrong chess move and then Hannibal made the right chess move? Or did Clarice make the wrong chess move by giving the phony offer? I'd say Clarice. So, all right. Clarice, Clarice, That's good. Op That's Clarice good. opened that. the door for Dr. Chilton to um, self-promote. Right, mm -hmm. that's in my mm -hmm. opinion. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. and, or, and, and is Jay that. still going? <laughs> yeah, we're going. Um, I we love, were talking about chess moves. And who I, made the wrong move? Categories. I, I no no real quick. A couple more things. <laughs> I love the line of senator. I love the suit. I love your suit. <laughs> I love your suit. Love your suit. That's my favorite line. Of oh, and senator, I love your I suit. I love your suit. <laughs> 
Where will you feel it? Um, I also wanted to say this. Um, I miss the days where police officers uh, would storm a joint with just pistols. <laughs> and, and and maybe a couple Uzis. Uh, you ever you ever walk through Grand Central Terminal? These motherfuckers have six AK-47s on themselves. I mean AR-15s. They literally do. You what are you talking about? <laughs> if you walk through any major American like transportation area, Matt, they all they all have a uh, there's. A strap weapon. They have weapon. an AR-15 on their back. It's assault time. Dogs. And in this movie, in this movie. When they have pistols, go, they have pistols. They have the like, six shooters. Well, that's all you really shooters. fucking need. Just one bullet. Guys, it's not only one. Like we'll read that. People right? underestimate the power of one bullet these days. Guys, I was born. On We're so one. inundated we'll with on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, did we? Nine eleven didn't happen yet. Yes, we were. That's it's anyway. We can't. Um, we can't wrap up generals without talking about um, the night vision at the end. Uh, how again. unique that is. That is really. And how it, I don't. In a horror, horror thriller, I don't know a time where so, where something like that has been used as a tool. Um, and obviously, we saw it through the POV, was which saying, was really cool. I think and you're right about that. It wrap, wraps up in bookends, the whole style of this movie when it comes to camera, of making everything POV and tight and like from someone else's perspective and like you're really up close with everybody. And I think when you get to the end with the night vision, it really makes sense. Like, oh, that's why they did this. That right. is exactly why they filmed it like this to get to this scene where Clarice is literally in the fucking dark, just pawing her way through the dark, and we get to see her doing and it. She's and she's in green and she's distressed. It's interesting that he's the last kind of POV that we see. Right. Well, but right. I think, I think, because from great. there at the end, she's dressed all beautiful and she's getting her award. Yeah. Completely different, you know, transformation. But I think the greatest Mark thing Lai. about that scene is how they show Clarice in, they basically depict her in the, the way that all the men throughout this movie mm -hmm. have thought she should be represented. She's like the damsel in distress, you know? But, sure. But she's doing nothing, she's not doing anything different than any character would in that situation. It was which, dark, you know? And it lends to the humanity of it that, yeah. She's been struggling to, you know, overcome these misogynistic views. But I think that's kind of the beautiful thing about it is that you put a guy in that same situation, they're reacting to it the exact same way. They can't see a fucking yeah. thing there. They're straddling the wall. They're scraping. They're digging their nails in. So I, just, I don't know. I really like that. But they that. don't look as scared. And that's the thing. I, think that's I don't know if that's true, though. No. If, if I would I shit. If I'm in a, if I'm in a basement in the dark when I know that this fucking dick-tucking guy is just standing there, like, <laughs> you bet your that. ass I'm hiding and that's I'm closing my ass. the audience knows that he tucks his dick. Only so, the audience knows that. So, so. She knows. Uh, she, <laughs> so she knows. In my opinion, you know, one of the main scenes that reflects that scene is when they're mm. doing the. Uh, the training um, where she gets, uh, she f oh, fails to look yes. in one she door. Check her exactly. She didn't check a corner and she like has a, a pistol to her head. You're, you're dead, darling. I literally thought she was going to get shot. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, oh, fuck. Is it I, over already? Well, I, I thought that she was going to get a pistol to her head because like it was like foreshadowing. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, that you know, been an interesting way to end this fucking movie. Jesus. That's, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Now, I didn't Would've think she was gonna die, but I thought that was like foreshadowing. Mm. Yeah, that's and good. Andrew made a good point about the, the fumbling in the dark, right? Um, that's the point of the night vision goggles. The you know this nutbag mm. is is just he. Well, 
another thing about this nutbag is he's a voyeur, right? Yes, he's, 100%. His entire life is voyeurism because mm. he is one that is is not comfortable in his own skin. Correct. Literally, right? He literally is so uncomfortable in his own skin, he's going to kill That he makes a skin suit. And he's going to kill people. Dude, Truly. when we see the skin suit... <laughs> Well, and it's, and, it's, and it's like super, it's super gross seeing like the skin being sewed. Mm. But I also think it was really interesting that Hannibal Lecter said, um, you know, he was like, what do you know about this person? And he was like, and, and, and Clarice said, uh, he kills people. And he, and he said, no, Clarice, mm. that is an after effect. Right. What do you know what about is this nature? person? He covets. Why, what, do you, what, what does he, do? he covet? nature? Yeah, why is Covets. this happening, right? Yeah. Why Covets. is this happening? Right. And it was super interesting just to see that, uh, and, and gross, right? Mm. And, and then you see the following scenes where he, you know he's manjining and dancing around the room. Great set, by the way. And great set, but it just was super gross, like to see the actions of this guy. And it was, it was yeah. gross, but it was also interesting to see how Hannibal understood. I mean, Hannibal being a psychopath, he could understand the, the, you know, the I ideas of a psychopath. Mm -hmm. But even by looking at a case file, I was like, no, you're, you're asking the wrong question. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter was like, hey, I'm crazy. I eat people, but that dude's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, like, all right. But he, like, he treats people like that. He yeah. treated people that crazy, and he is that crazy. So he really is the perfect guy. He's the original Ed Kemper. Where it's like, if you got to find the fucking criminally insane, come to me. Yeah. I am your guy. And I, and I feel like that is the one big mistake that Jack Crawford ever made. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, I am the FBI. I see this highly intelligent person. It's like, okay, what do you want? A view? A prison with a view? I think we can do, I think we could work something out. If yeah. you're this fucking smart, I think we can work something out. And mm -hmm. I think that's the, the kind of thing that him and Will Graham were trying to work together with mm -hmm. in, in the original story, Red Dragon, was it's like, all right, man, we want to work with you because you are this fucking smart. Unfortunately, we can't free you. But and I, I, again, I really think that the one mistake was, all right, treat this man with a little bit of respect and he will literally fucking help you with all of the craziest, hellacious psychopathic shit that ever comes on this earth. All you have to do is keep him in a box with a window. It's all you gotta like, do. You kinda like, all you gotta do. You could, Jack could have catch me if you canned him, right? <laughs> nah, like, I don't think so. Well, no, in the sense of like, oh, yes, at the you end know, of yes, the movie, yes, he gets yes, hired yes. by the IRS. Yes, I, right? I think that he could have. I think that he could have. Um, so uh, are we going to play our favorite game? Yes. Are we going to cast this movie today? I love games. Yeah, today. I actually came a little prepared with the cast for today. Oh, all right, let's hear it. with some ideas. So I'm gonna give you, um, I'm gonna give you a few options for each of the main three characters. We can kind of fill in after that if we'd like. Okay. But for Lecter, Clarice, and Crawford. Oh, okay. I came to the, for, so for Lecter. Is it Jack Crawford? Jack Crawford. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. So for Lecter, I had five. I had Ooh. four ones that I thought were all like legit and different. And I'm just going to say right now, I put Leo on here as an option just because- For Jack. Let's, no, for, no for Lecter. Because oh. let's be real. Wow. Leo, Leo can play any role. So he's, <laughs> he can. I don't- can play any role. So for, <laughs> for Lecter, my four outside of Leo were um, Ray Fiennes, sure. Rami yes. Malek, yes. Gary Oldman, and Michael Fassbender. All right, say that one more time. Uh, Ray Fiennes, mm -hmm. yep. 
Remy Malik, mm-hmm. Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. and Michael Fassbender. Those are good. Those are really good. good. Ray Fiennes. A little different. A little good. different. Um, for Crawford, I had Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. I had Alexander Skarsgård. You guys know who that is? Yep. Yep. And I had Idris Elba. God Idris damn. Elba Bradley Cooper, though, is a Solid. really good choice. And then for Clarice. Yep. Um, this is going to be difficult. Florence Pugh. Sure. Jessica Chastain. Okay. And Shailene Woodley. Ooh, I don't Jessica agree. Chastain's too old. Not Anya she, Taylor-Joy? She's too old. I don't agree with any of those, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. You don't have to. No, the reason... Florence I, Pugh 100% I was going to explain. Uh, the reason I don't agree with Florence is because she's way tougher. Mm-hmm. Like, like, physically. I agree with that statement. I think that Clarice... I don't know. They there, really, there seems they to be really something. We're trying to say that Jodie Foster is more feminine than Florence Pugh. Correct. That's not what I. There is zero shot that there's any accuracy. Have there. you seen Florence Pugh? She kicks the shit out of me. She's petite. Yeah, but I've also seen Florence Pugh play ultra feminine. It's not about feminine, big dog. It's about size. She plays in this movie. Florence Pugh looks like an FBI agent more than Jodie Foster does. It's not about you just awakened. It's not about looking like an FBI agent. No, it's not. The whole point of this movie is that Jodie Foster is not the uh, the epitome. It's the exact opposite of the epitome of an FBI agent in 1991. That's the whole point. She's literally. Five foot tall. But that's not the whole point. We're casting it today. Oh. That's not the whole point. Yeah, you're casting it today, but are you casting it as if the movie is made in 2022? 100%. These actors weren't born in 91. They're not. I know. No, no, no. He's talking about within the setting of the movie. The setting of the movie. Is it happening in the I don't don't care. That's. Well, because this story. This story isn't. That's never been a part of it before. (laughs) (laughs) That has never been a part of it. Such like. A little bit of spice here. So, wait, you're saying that Cyrus is the land? with smartphones? Silence of the Lambs with smartphones was not going to work. I don't think Silence of the Lambs smartphones works. That's not going to work. Why? It just won't fucking work. Girls get abducted by serial killers all the time. Not tonight. Really? Name one. No, dude. No, no, no. Ace, you won't. None that I know of. No, Ace, that's why this movie is scary. Because, like, it's real. It's fucking real, dude. I, I, the listen, fucking I know van, the van scene scared the shit out of me. I know, I know, I know. I was, I I was speaking said, foolishly. I was uh, speaking uh, foolishly. It was foolish. Let's get back to Andrew. Andrew, Florence Pugh kicked the shit out of me. She's not a good person for... For the record, I think Jodie Foster could too. How tall do you think Florence Pugh is? I would kick the shit out of Fonny. No. Girl. How tall do you think Florence Pugh is? Uh, five foot two. Five two? The Fonny Joster. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fonny Joster. So Florence Pugh and Jodie Foster are only one inch apart. <laughs> did you say? Oh, that's good. That's good. Did you say Fonny Joster? Fonny Joster. <laughs> All right. right. Jodie think... Foster and Fonny Joster <laughs> are both five three. I think. Hold right. on. Oh, wait. I think that a good Jodie Foster would be like Candace Owen. That would be hilarious to see. Candace Owen. Candace Owen. Like <laughs> yeah, she's not she's an actor. The Republican. <laughs> The Republican Popcat No, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> now let's unpack that. I want to. She's like, she's like, you know, you know, Candace Owens comes in as uh as fucking Clarice and she's like, you know. This is you, wrong. 
No. This is all wrong. I think he, I'd choose Gary Oldman. He deserves a little bit. Of I think as, I'd choose. Like, as, it, I've been sitting here this whole time debating, you know, Gary or yeah, Fines. No, I think Fines. I think Fines is a little bit. I think Fines can go to that place. I think that. Gary's Gary a bit Oldman, soft. No, I don't. Gary's think got that soft spot. No, I just think that it would take like 105 takes to find the one in the coverage with Gary Oldman. But he could for still Jack, right? do it. No, no, no. For Hannibal. For Hannibal. I think <laughs> Fines would Rafe. Fines would get it done in like two takes. Fiend, yeah, Fiend exactly, would exactly. It, Rafe would take, get it. Dude, Rafe you, would get it. Right, Rafe would really get line. it. No, fuck Rafe off. would get it. Rafe would get it, and then they would they they would get it on the day. On the day they'd have it. They do the production. They do the pre-production. They do the rehearsal, and you'd have it. That's what I think, <laughs> That's what I think That's right what I here. Think. This sequence that takes place right here for the next 12 minutes. Uh, the, the the murder? The escape. It's amazing. The murder. Great. Dude, that was a really good selection of people that you could have brought to the yeah, table. Well. That was good. Was I, got, I got um, Idris Elba, Bradley Cooper, I like and Idris Elba. Um, Alexander Skarsgård. I like it's, Idris Elba. It's 100% Bradley Cooper. I like I, Idris Elba. I know who should play... Clarice for uh, it's a it's a check. other than Candace Owens. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. Yeah, when you said say. that, I was dying. Um, it's well, actually, you actually open up my eyes. But uh, my second person is my first person that asked is um actually the second person. I'm going to the second first. My second person is get on with the it, person. From the, from the get on with it. The new person from The Little Mermaid. She's young enough. Who? What? Who? <laughs> Isn't she from only the like live action 16? Little Mermaid? Who? No. The new Ariel from The Little Mermaid. I don't know. Who's your number one then? You said two. Who's one? Margo? It was not Margo. No. No, she couldn't do it. No, you have to play. Like <laughs> Excuse 20, me. Like a twenty-one. She could never yeah. do it. <laughs> Who's doing Kara Knightley. Ariana Grande. Kara Knightley. Ten she's years ago. 50. <laughs> ten years ago. She'd be. She's Wait, 40. she's fifty. <laughs> like, no, no, no. She's pretty We're old. We are devolved. No, no. Listen to me. What do you <laughs> think? What I think. What? What do we got? Would we agree that yeah, the maybe. beginning of the, if the beginning of the movie is expressing that uh, Clarice is a strong but tiny woman <laughs> like that can can solve fish, Owen. That can solve why can't we let go of her being tiny she's tiny <laughs> she's only an inch shorter than Florence Pugh <laughs> she's a tiny lady let right? it go I don't want to let it go I mean right. I never disagreed that she's tiny <laughs> I, I don't that. think any of us disagreed no, that she's You t- did. Yeah. <laughs> you thought she was huge. Sorry, guys. I was just trying to get in on the bandwagon while you everybody forgot. She was huge. <laughs> no, but like Florence Pugh, like she's. Like, Florence Pugh reminds me of like every four years when I watch like the Winter Olympics and you see the, the U.S. women's gymnastics team and what? I look at them dominating the what? world and I'm like, they can, they can kick the shit out of me. Is this only because she was in. The Black Widow movie? No. Not one bit. What in the fuck? 100%. What else I are think we basing try- I think uh, he's trying to say her, she's toned. <laughs> she's toned. <laughs> she's tight. She's fucking like... She She looks like she could play... Um, she could play kicking my ass. When they do a fucking biopsy or a, a bio... A biopsy. <laughs> biopsy. A bio of like the... Uh, uh, 
<laughs> when they when they do a flashback movie about when the women uh, accused the uh, massager for the U.S. gymnastics team, Larry Nasser. That's gonna be a movie. She play. she could play one of those characters. She, play, <laughs> she could play man. Larry Nasser. No, yeah, she play Larry Nasser. <laughs> um, um, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, for Ben Drinking, Ben watching. My name is Andrew Hogan. <laughs> my name is Matthew Peltz. I'm Jay Alex Ace Camano. You guys have a good night. I'll see y'all in court. <laughs> <laughs> see, well, I can't wait for this. <laughs>